return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I can't talk quite as loud as usual, so I guess we'll just let the mic do the work tonight. Oh, yeah. You know, while we were worshiping, the the passage is so strong in me that I meditated on this week. But cast all your cares on the Lord, and He will sustain you. Yes. So I just feel like right now God wants us. You know, sometimes we get in this realm of pretend like everything is just fine, or we define cares as some great big problem. <laughs> but will you just take a minute with me? Yeah. I believe that cares includes, has anybody you, been Jesus. disappointed this week? Thank you, Jesus. I, I had a major disappointment last weekend. In fact, I know that's why I got sick, because I let my heart get troubled, and then that affects your, your flesh. So, Lord, we just hand yeah. every disappointment to you. Amen. Yes, Lord. We hand every frustration to you. Yes, Lord. We hand every burden to you. Yes, Lord. Every responsibility mm-hmm. that seems... So heavy, like it's not fair. Yes. Lord, we hand every concern in regards to our family, our business, our homes. Lord, we hand it all to you. Every frustration, every discouragement, every single thing, Lord, that troubles our hearts. And we hand it to you, Lord, and I thank you. The Passion Translation for that scripture says Thank that you, if we'll lay all these things at his feet, immeasureless Amen. grace, Amen. immeasureless grace Thank you, Jesus. will be ours. Strength. Yes, Lord. So, Lord, thank you that right now strength is seeping into your people's hearts, Amen. even into our bodies, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. And, Lord, we do thank you, thank you for the depths of your love, the depths of your mercy. And we stand in awe of the hovering presence. Wow, that that testimony of your presence in an ER. Lord, thank you that your Holy Spirit is always, always hovering. Just waiting for the opportunity for Jesus to be magnified. Lord, thank you for the overshadowing mighty power of the Holy Spirit over everyone in this room. That you, your feathers accompany Go over top of us. Release strength, anointing, power for every one of the situations and other people around us. Thank you, Lord, for prevailing, overcoming power in Jesus' name. And Lord, I declare and decree that even tonight, your people shall be refreshed and our hearts shall be revived in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So I titled tonight's message, Seeding the Clouds. It's a rather new scientific phenomenon that's been around for, they say, about 40 years. 
And it was, I mean, it's not till recently that scientists have decided, hey, we think this works. They've got statistics now, 10 to 15% increase. You know what seeding the clouds is? It's when they take this silver iodide, they use a drone or an airplane, or sometimes they do it from the ground, from a generator, and they inject this silver iodide into a cloud. It's got to be a cloud with some moisture in it. You can't just throw it into the sky. And by the way, silver iodide is something that's already in our environment. It's on a low level. It doesn't hurt wildlife. doesn't hurt human beings. But when they inject it into a moisture-filled cloud, or at least some moisture has to be there, it acts like a magnet. It, it's a, the structure of it is like ice, silver iodide. And it will act like a magnet, and all these other little moisture droplets in the cloud then will cluster around the silver iodide. It actually changes the structure of the cloud. And the likelihood of precip is greatly increased. In fact, I mean, some of them do summer seeding, like North Dakota does summer seeding, Texas does summer seeding, hoping for more rainfall. Places out west will do winter seeding to increase the snowfall, and then the snowfall, when it melts, it runs down, and we have more moisture in the, you know, the dry areas. <clears throat> but like I said, it, and it doesn't cost much. It's minimal at cost. But the likelihood for Nevada is up 10%. Australia is doing it. Wyoming, both of them have found up to 15% increase of precipitation. So what does this have to do with you and me? Just like in the natural, when that cloud that had a little bit of moisture in it injected that silver iodide, the structure was changed. From the inside out. Hmm, that seems a little familiar, right? That's how renewing the mind works. Its structure is changed and the likelihood of precept is increased. Well, if in our case, what if you and I, who are already, we have this bubbling up fountain in us already, am I right? We are already in life union with the river of life, am I right? We have already been given all power over the enemy. I'm talking spiritual authority in heavenly places. We've already been given all the grace we'll ever need to prevail in every situation. Every single one, friend. I want you convinced of that. I don't feel like you're all agreeing with me on that point. It's true. All the grace you're ever going to need to prevail in every single situation is ours. It's already been given to us. And as far as God's concerned, when your name comes up before God the Father, he doesn't see Randon, loser. No. It's Randon more than a conqueror. Barb, more than a conqueror. He said he's actually handed us the victory. It's there, right in front of us. So listen, if in this state of readiness, isn't that what we need for a seeding of a cloud? We've got to have a little bit of moisture. If we're in this state of readiness, set up to win, if you were to declare and decree the word of God, I'm talking the sperma, that's one of the Greek words for the word of God, the word guaranteed never to return void, 
always to accomplish its purpose. If we were to speak this word that's alive and full of power, even with mustard seed faith, friends, I guarantee, God guarantees that Red Seas are going to part, mountains are going to come down. And how did Jesus say, if you can just believe, you will see the glory of God. So just like that silver iodide, our declarations of faith will change the very structure of our situations. Why? Because God's word is alive. It's impossible to speak the word of God and not have something happen. So why not increase the likelihood of God's rain coming down, of breakthrough coming in your own life? Because I'm telling you, God has a plan. God has a wonderful plan for every single one, and he's an intentional God. He fully intends for that inheritance that Pastor Dave's been talking to us about that comes with the new covenant. It's ours in Jesus' name. So why not increase the likelihood of it coming and happening right in our own lives, right? Or here's another good reason. Um, Think about a sprinkler system. Who's got a sprinkler system in your yard? Raise your hand if you got one. Okay, and now how many of you put it on a schedule that it runs? Does yours run constantly? Or I mean two days a week? Brookings allows us in our block, it's Mondays and Fridays. So you set it for what, 6.30 in the morning? Five. Five. And then again in the evening? No, just one time a day. All right. So what if, what if Pastor Dave was to fertilize his lawn? Now, do you purposely fertilize your lawn the night before the, the sprinkler is scheduled to go off? Or every once in a while, do you override the schedule by pushing the manual button? Aha. Uh-huh. That's what our declarations are like, friends. It's like pushing the manual button. We can actually override the expected results. Hallelujah. It's pushing the manual button because we want to override the sickness that's all around us. We want to override the recession that everybody's going crazy about. We want to override the discouragement and the depression and the anxiety that's off the charts. How do we do that? We push the manual button with our declarations. Now, when you push that manual button, it makes this really fun sound. Can you imitate? It goes like this. Am I right? Mine doesn't do that. Oh, yours. Doesn't ours do that? I've heard it. Try it, folks. You got a neighbor close by? Okay, I want you to click, push. Pretend you're touching their manual button, and you're going to override. Ready? Hallelujah. All right. We can do that in the spirit realm, friends. I'm overriding what everybody else says is going to happen. I'm overriding all those lies of the enemy. I'm overriding it with the word of God. I'm telling you, God's intentions for us are life and life in its abundance. Like I said, we want to hear the sound because something happens. Do you remember the story of Elijah? God had just poured out his fire on Mount Carmel. Amazing Um, display of power, am I right? Right. Amazing display of power. Finally, Elijah had waited his whole life to hear the people of God say, the Lord, he is God. And it finally happened. 
And so he turns to Ahab and says, well, you better get ready. It's going to rain. Yeah. And yet, not a sign, not a cloud. That's right. And he dares to say, I heard the sound of the abundance of rain. Did I give you that scripture? I can't remember. I'm not doing too good here with the scriptures. First uh, Kings 18.41. There's the sound, he said. So what is he talking about? Did he actually hear something? He could have. He might have. We don't know for sure how God's spirit was working, but we do know that he knew what God had in mind. And that's where that, I dare you, all week, every time you think about it, just say it. And then make your declaration. I'm overriding all those lies, Satan. I'm not taking them. You might be expecting this, but you know what? God's got an expected end, too. Actually, let's look at that verse. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 10. I love verse 10. I know we'll go right to verse 11 in a minute. But look at this. I will visit you. Mm, I would take that as a personal promise, friend. I will visit you. And I will perform my good word towards yes. you. You should underline that one, friends. This is a personal promise from God. Why not take it for yourself, right? Yes, right. I will perform my good word for you. Yes. And verse 11, for I know, I know beyond a shadow of doubt that the thoughts, the strategies, the plans that I think, and that word think is the same word, it means having to do with strategy and plan. The intentions of heaven I've been trying to talk to you about. God has these intentions. God has these plans. God is strategizing to bring us thoughts of peace. That's what God is talking about. Plans of peace. Friends, this is the, I call it magic, but it's not magic. It's this divine word, shalom. I think... All my years, I've always just thought, okay, thoughts of peace. In other words, God wants me calm. God wants me quiet. Not all upset, not disturbed, not frustrated. But it's so much bigger than that. We're talking about shalom. We're talking about he's strategizing provision for you. He's strategizing wholeness for you and intactness and harmony in all your relationships. He's strategizing how can I get Helen into a well-being, intactness, wholeness, safety, protection. I mean, yeah. God is thinking like that all yeah. the time. Yeah. That's what God's expected end is. Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. It's just no accident that you're here tonight or Amen. that you're listening to this CD because God wants you to hear his intention for you. Mm-hmm. So hear the sound of abundance that's yes. headed your way. And let's declare Like Elijah did, right up front, right? One more time. Can I hear it? (laughs) We're going to override the expected result. God has nothing in mind for you but victory. Amen. And I repeat, I'm telling you the enemy will constantly come at you and say, nope, 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 nope. Um, This is in your genetics. This this, this disease is meant to be yours. Lie, lie, lie. That's right. It's just not true, friends. Um, You know, there is a story in the book of Esther about a decree that went out. Every Jew shall die. But there came out a super decree at the end that overrode that entire mess. 
And Satan has a decree. Yeah. He, he, he's not scared to make declarations and decrees. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to die. Things aren't going to go well for you. Forget it. You're going to yeah. be a failure. Yeah. No, we're going to override every one of his Amen. lies yeah. with the truth. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. 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 So um, a third little story here. Uh, Steve Bachman t- talked about a dog that he uh, used to have years ago named Snoopy. A dog that used to sleep all day long in the laundry room. Great big dog. And they used to keep the leash on the top shelf of the laundry room. And the whole family learned they had to be very careful because if they were in the laundry room hunting for something and they happened to put their hand on the top shelf, if you just just jingled that leash in the slightest amount, that dog would just like jump out of a cannon. And even if you weren't planning to take a dog, the dog, for a walk, you were now taking the dog for a walk. A future walk became a now experience. We can do that, friends. We can shake the leash. We can call forth Holy Ghost provision. We can call forth from the physical realm into the, from the spiritual into the physical. The healing that's ours. In fact, let's go even higher. Let's start declaring, like I am, I'm walking in increasing health. Amen. Divine health. Hallelujah. Every day his life is being dispensed into mine. Yes. Or, of course, there's the typical analogy of the sports teams. I mean, what does it take for a team to succeed? a good coach, a few good players, players that know what their assignments are, that are good at what they do, some conditioning. You're the coach. Tell me a few more things. (laughs) Teamwork, exactly. But what if there was no passion, no desire or, um, what's the right word, conviction that you might win? I mean, even little kids, I was actually visiting with my granddaughter. She says, well, we don't talk like that, Grandma. I said, well, what do you say to each other? Nothing. I said, well, that might be why you're losing. Like, what do you do? How, what do, you, how do you get your team encouraged, built up, ready to go out there and do something? Yeah, we just, yeah, we tell them that, that they can if they try. If they There's a good phrase right there. I can. I can. Well, I think God has used that little phrase, hasn't he? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Sometimes, friends, that's all we need to remind ourselves in the morning, at noon, in the middle of the afternoon, right? There is the losing culture, friends, that we have got to constantly break off. Because the enemy, he believes in repetition better than we do. And he's constantly at it. You can't. You can't. Don't you hear? You can't. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. So I want to share a couple of beautiful scriptures with you. One is in Job chapter 22. Jeannie shared this a little bit a couple weeks ago when she was doing, um, I can't remember what you titled that message on. Strength. There we go. There we go. All right, so let's read it together. It says, you shall decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you, 
and the light shall shine upon your ways. When men are cast down, then you shall say, there is lifting up, and he shall save the humble person. Now, we read about a lot of decrees, like I just mentioned in the book of Esther, the book of Daniel. A decree, the definition, is an official statement that then becomes the law of the land. Now, this is amazing that God's saying that we have this right, this ability to decree a thing. I don't know if you realize this, but the speech center is the center of your entire body. It rules everything. Like every part of your body listens to what you speak, what you say. It becomes the law of the land. And, of course, we know what Jesus said, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and what you say is basically what you're going to get. But we can decree a thing, and it shall be established. I mean, I used to kind of ignore this word established. What does it mean? What does it mean? It's not a word we usually use in today's vocabulary, but it simply means it's going to become a fact. So this is the power, again, of our declarations. It shall become a fact. Even though, friends, it's not in our present experience. I mean, isn't that the heart of our part of our declarations? Like, well, I can't really say that right. all my needs are met in Christ Jesus when I got all this debt. Right. Yes, you can. Yeah. Yes, you can. Because that's what Romans 4.17 is all about. We are calling things that be not yet, yet, as though they were. In other words, they're going to be. That, that message that, um, who gave it a couple weeks ago? George, on the power of our imagination. Yeah. I mean, okay, do you have Job right quick too close back where we just were? Because look what it says. You will decree a thing. It shall be established. That's a promise. And the light shall shine upon your ways. There's going to be this illumination. The eyes of your heart, the eyes of your understanding are going to start to see when you're reading in the Word and you're seeing some amazing thing about provision or amazing thing about relationships being healed. And you think, that's mine. Amen. That, that's mine. Yeah. That's mine. I'm going to take that one. I, I, that's what it means. The light's going to shine on. Your imagination, your, what you, you're going to actually see, like Abraham, that day when yeah. God showed him the stars, all of a sudden it clicked. Oh my goodness. He's talking about me. He's talking about my descendants. And then the Bible says, when men are cast down. Now that simply means when everybody else around you is having a hard time, discouraged, depressed. I mean, you've read the statistics. 90% of America. No, how do they say that? The amount of money being spent for anxiety medicine across the world Most of it is in the United States. And we're the most well-off nation there is. Why are we troubled with anxiety? We have nothing really to worry about. But anyway, when everybody else is cast down or anxiety is at the top and fear, then the Bible says, you will say, there's lifting up. My heart's lifted up. I mean, it's kind of like at the beginning. I mean, we do face frustrations. I don't think I'm the only one. 
there are disappointments that come and it gets heavy and you think, how am I going to go on? But you get in the presence of the Lord and you get back to worshiping and delighting in him. That's really the... What's the right way to put it? I hadn't really planned to say it this way. When there's disappointment, the answer is delighting in Jesus. Yeah. It really is. There is lifting up. Our hearts are lifted up. We can be sure and confident in our God. Well, let's go to this next scripture here. Is that clock not moving? Or am I just talking really fast? All right, Isaiah chapter 35. We have four verses here. That really shows a deep connection between what comes out of our mouth and the breakthrough of the supernatural in our life. So look at here. It says, the desert and the parched land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom. We're talking about dead stuff. We're talking about dry stuff. We're talking about big cracks in the ground. It's so parched. But all of a sudden, there's going to be this rejoicing and this blossoming like a crocus. It will burst into bloom. Picture what's dead in your life right now and picture it blossoming. And then it says it will rejoice gravely. It's not just a tiny little bit about, yay. No, it's going to be a leaping for joy. Hallelujah. 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 When we speak the declarations of faith, the rhema word of the living God, and we put it into our mouth, when we partner with heaven's intentions for us, then God comes with this gladness, with this rejoicing, with this blossoming, with this beauty. Now notice what happens when joy takes over. Let's jump down to verse... um, Verse 3. Okay, once joy takes over, then there becomes a a different way of speaking. We begin to prophesy to ourselves. We begin to prophesy to others. Here it is. Strengthen the feeble hands. Steady those knees that give way. Go ahead and say to those around you, those with fearful hearts, or it might even be your own heart, get in front of the mirror and talk. Be strong. Do not fear. Say that with me. Be Be strong. strong. Do not fear. fear. One more time. Be strong. Do not fear. Your God will come. He's going to show up. You can tell people that, right? Your God is going to come. He will come with vengeance, with divine restitution. He's going to show up and save you. And then... Look what happens in verse 5. When you start declaring to other people how mighty God is, how strong he is, how able, when you start encouraging people, listen, your God's going to come. I can tell you he's going to show up. Then the eyes of the blind will be opened and the ears of the deaf will be unstopped. Can we go to verse 6? Then the lame will leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Waters will gush from the wilderness and streams in the desert. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, the supernatural shows up. It shows up when you start speaking that God is able. 
And even if it's just to yourself, then get in the mirror and tell yourself, what was our word there? Fear not. Be strong. So this is how I just want to end tonight. Why not increase the likelihood of heaven's intentions breaking out in your life? Why not shake the leash? Why not and override that that, um, all the average, all the the bad stuff with the supernatural, Amen. right? Amen. Let's seed the clouds. <laughs> yes. Let's declare the sound of the abundance yes. of rain. You, so Jesus. I want to end tonight with a few declarations. Why don't you stand with me? Hopefully you got your own list of declarations that you're making daily, you, weekly. The more Thank you can you, do Jesus. it, the more, the more you got to break out in your yes. life of the supernatural. Here we go. Mine is life union with the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is dispensing his life into mine. Therefore, I am supernaturally enabled. I'm supernaturally supplied. I am full of strength because Christ is in me. I have the all-conquering, unfading life of God Almighty in me. By virtue of his ever-increasing an abiding presence, I am infused with divine energy. I'm infused with supernatural wisdom to do my Father's will and to live triumphantly over and above every circumstance. Thanks be unto God, who causes me always to triumph. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're at work in our lives, Lord, gloriously at work, gloriously at work, gloriously at work. Thank you, Lord, for your mighty power, your supernatural power in us, on us. Being dispensed into us and out of us. Lord, thank you for the hovering presence over your people. The overshadowing presence of your Holy Spirit over every person in this room. Thank you, Lord, that your God is coming. Your God is going to show up. He's going to show up. He's fulfilling his good pleasure in your life. Even this week, in Jesus' name, be blessed, be blessed, be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise you, God. Praise God. Praise God. Anybody want prayer? I'll be glad to agree with you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylifeatbrookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. 
We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.